Hello, and welcome to Lion and Mouse Commentary. We're your hosts, Tori. And Holland. Two best friends as different as a lion and a mouse. Today, we are reviewing Tangle Tower, and we'll be ranking it on an objective scale of 0 to 10, with only two points allotted for personal taste. As always, feel free to agree, disagree, or just learn about something new. Be sure to tread lightly. There are spoilers ahead. Cut to the intro. Welcome to the Lion's Den. For our new listeners, we always break down the scoring system by category as we go, but the full breakdown is always available on our website. Okay, let's get started. Today I chose Tangle Tower for us to review. This is familiar to both of us. Um, This is a video game from 2019. I could not remember. Um, So let me read some facts. Um, This was released on September 19th, 2019 on Apple Arcade, which don't ask me what that is, but apparently that was the first place this was released. Um, And then later, uh, a couple weeks later on October 7th, 2019, it was available on Mac. And then a couple more weeks later, October 22nd, it was finally fully released on on Windows and Switch. Um, And then about two years later, October 6th, 2021, it became available on PS4 and Xbox One. So it has grown. Um, This is the third game in the Detective Grimoire series by SFB Games, which is a small um, game development company that was founded by brothers Tom and Adam Vian. I'm assuming that's how you say your name. I apologize in advance if I've butchered that. This game stars the voices of Edwin Tiong, Amber Lee Connors, Tiana Camacho, Sarah Williams, Josh Tomar, Doug Stone, Faye Mata, and John Mondelli. The synopsis from the Grimoire Wiki, I always like going to fan wikis for things because I feel like fans are really passionate about stuff, so they always write really nice things. But from the Grimoire Wiki, this is the synopsis. Tangle Tower follows Detective Grimoire and his new partner, Sally Spears, as they visit the mysterious Tangle Tower, home of both the Pointer and Fellow families, to solve the murder of Freya Fellow, who has seemingly been stabbed to death by a painting of her relative, Flora Fellow. And then SFB Games, they had done a press release, and this is just a little snippet from their press release. It said, Tangle Tower is a captivating mystery game designed by SFB Games. Investigate a curious murder case at Tangle Tower, an ominous mansion where secrets lurk in the darkest corners. The only suspect, a painting. Hunt for clues, interrogate eccentric suspects, and untangle many brain-twisting puzzles. So, with that said, Holland, do you want to kick us off into the first category? Sure. Uh, So for video games, our first category is character, story, and world. They're kind of lumped into one category with a total possible score of two. And I gave this uh, video game one out of two points. So I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for some of the things I say, because I do know this game has a pretty pretty good fandom, um, the Grimoire games. So this isn't any critique of, you know, the production company, the games overall. This is just my critique of this particular game. So first, my first kind of negative point, um, when the kick game- Kick us off strong. Yeah, <laughs> kick us off strong. The game opens and it's immediately just reading. You're reading the case file, you're reading what happens. There's no cutscene. The plot is really compelling. And I feel like that would have been really well conveyed if they had some kind of cutscene. 
And if you've listened to one of our prior episodes um, of Spy Fox, that game is so rudimentary by comparison, and even it has cutscenes. I'm like, I feel like setting up a murder mystery with reading your information is kind of just doesn't get the ball rolling very well, in my view. However, it is a really compelling plot because it is a murder mystery, and it's this really intricately woven family tree, family dynamics, the location's kind of mysterious. Um, So overall, it's not a bad plot, but I think kind of the way it's initially delivered doesn't draw you in in the way that I feel like it could have. Um, The cutscenes are generally an overlay with character animation, but it's there's not actual like animation movement. It's like you're clicking through dialogue and the character is talking, but it's not really, it's not like a, a cinematic cutscene, if you will. The lore, I think, is overall the secrets with kind of the family. There's dr- lots of drama. Um, the family tree is really for something that's that complex. They do a good job of making it pretty easy to follow in the storyline, you know, figuring out who is related to who and the fact that they're on opposite sides of the tower when you're exploring kind of helps keep that really linear for the player, um, keeping the making the plot kind of easy to follow in that regard. You know, so overall, I think it's a it's a good, compelling plot. I don't have a lot of, you know, over, you know, overly effusive, positive things to say. I think it's just a good, solid you know, murder mystery plot with, you know, family. Cause usually with like true crime enthusiasts, they are always like, Oh, it's somebody in the family with some kind of monetary motive or something like that. And, you know, so they do a good job of kind of reflecting what is kind of true to real life and, you know, is a good story. I'm going to have a couple, this is some big spoilers. So if you haven't already clicked off and you don't want spoilers, I recommend you click off now. Um, I think The reason I didn't give this full points, though, is Hawkshaw being a disguise. I I really have a problem in the story development that there's no way the player could figure out this twist. Like, I've looked, I I really thought through the first time I played through this game, I didn't like a lot of the kind of critiques I have. Um, And so in replaying it for this podcast, I, like, was really vigilant. And I was like, okay, maybe I just missed it. Because a lot of times it's like Sherlock Holmes. You, You don't, you missed it. You were deceived just as the average individual was deceived. But if you were Sherlock, you would have caught it all along. And there really is no way the player could have figured out that Hawkshaw was a disguise. You see in a, like, you see connecting the painting to being Hawkshaw's costume is not connected in any way. It's just these inferences that you couldn't have figured out until you know the answer at the end. And I just think in general for a mystery, you should be, it should be kind of like a Sherlock Holmes mystery in that if you had paid really close attention, you would have found these connecting, these dots to connect. However, if you didn't know the end of the story, there, there would be no logical way to connect those dots without having to kind of retcon it at the end. You know, Poppy's poem about Hawkshaw makes her seem suspicious. The fabric in the cloth um, in the study has the feather, but there still isn't evidence where the player could guess. When Hawkshaw appears wearing that outfit, there's no there's no way that you would have thought that she was an, an extra character. There's no times where 
you don't see her or she seems suspicious. It's just all very, even at the end, the, you find this burnt costume with the feather. Oh, okay, well, the costume's gone. Now Hawkshaw's in costume at the end. So clearly that wasn't her costume that was burned. That was just random scraps of fabric that was burned for no reason. It's not like somebody was trying to destroy the costume as evidence. So I just, I felt it was, that was kind of weak at the end. And at the very, very end, I really don't like the ending of this game. That's my biggest problem with this game is at the end of the game, Penny shows up and she reveals the entire backstory, her whole backstory, the backstory of the, you know, the, the different, I don't know what, I don't even know, remember what they're called, like the club members mm-hmm. that are all have their, their paint across their eyeballs, all those people. She like reveals all of that with one big long monologue and there's no way you could have figured all that. You didn't like find clues and like read them and like put this all together. And then she just connects all the dots, like lays it all out in front of you. She has to fill you in on everything. And she does all of that. She shows up as Hawkshaw and then she's like, ha ha, I was really the villain, like a Scooby-Doo villain. But she, you don't <laughs> unveil her, she unveils herself. And she's standing there monologuing, telling you everything, telling you all of her plans. And there's no real reason why she's doing that. She seems to say, like, she kind of implies that the reason that she's doing that is because she's trying to get the beetle because it's still left behind. And so she's come back. She hasn't escaped because she still needs the beetle, but she could have had plenty of time to get away. And she could have had plenty of time to sneak up there and get the beetle when no one was around. Like, there's no reason that she had to wait until you've almost caught the culprit and then it just, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, she's hanging around and then she reveals this huge long monologue, like a supervillain. And why? Like the, the, re- the only reason that they've given is that it's because she still needed the beetle. And then the beetle appears and like knocks everybody out. And then she gets away. And to me, it just seems kind of like a really weak, like mystery reveal. And also don't like that it's just this excessive monologue that you have to click through the dialogue. This again, I think would have been another thing that would have been really compelling as a cutscene, because there's no reason you need to, it's not like you're asking a lot of questions. She's just telling you everything. It's not like you're having a dialogue. The player's not really engaging in a dialogue with her. Um, and then a couple of things like the whole thing about the beetle being this kind of MacGuffin in the, the story is you never really understand like what triggers the beetle, like what makes it make that sonic sound mm-hmm. that like is really, it turns out to be really intricate to the plot, but they never tell you what triggers it. They're just kind of like, oh, it's like a throwaway line at the end. They're like, oh, I don't know. I guess it was the, some, I don't know, maybe some sound or something, I don't, whatever. It's not important. Like, no, it is important. Like that's the cause of the whole murder and it's the motive of your whole villain. And you just are like, eh, we don't really know why this is important or why anybody really wants it. It's just a bug. Like it just, it seems like to me, it just felt so unsatisfying at the end. And I don't want to discredit the whole rest of the story. The in-between is, is a good, you know, solid mystery but I just feel like they didn't end it very well. It's like, they didn't really know how to end it. It's like, sometimes they say like, the best way to do a maze is to go backwards through a maze. Like if you really want to solve the maze, just start at the end and go backwards. Mm -hmm. And that's how you find, that's how you can always find the way to go. I feel like they were 
in in the writing and developing the story, they started at the beginning and then kind of got lost along the way. Whereas I feel like if they had started at the end and worked their way backwards, I feel like the ending would have been more compelling and more satisfying. Another thing that I really don't like that they never answered is why... So the, the kind of um, curveball you're throwing at the beginning is that the painting has blood on the painting. And so you're kind of like, well, could the painting be a murder weapon? Like, how does that work? And, you know, you're watching it and you're thinking, is this some kind of like supernatural thing? Like, is this painting come alive and stab somebody? No, maybe not. And there's no reason that they would, they would kind of lead you down that direction. But then yet they never explain why somebody replaced the paint with blood for, for Freya to use and put blood on the canvas. It just makes, it's like they, it just seems like another reason where, they in the in the overall story they chose this plot device but then they didn't really know how to connect it in with anything else it just seemed like a cool thing to kind of throw you off as a as a player um as a detective kind of a clue to throw you off the off the trail i think if i can just interject real quick mm-hmm. i think if you i don't know if you exhausted every possible like conversation with every character i don't know if you presented every single like piece of evidence to every single character yeah i did okay because i i seem to recall that there's um when you're looking at freya's paints versus felix's paints you realize that the jar that would have been freya's um red paint is different than every other bottle in the entire game Mm -hmm. so i my assumption would be that said villain had swapped those things right but why what was the point? Why? I, I Why guess... would she want somebody before she's murdered to paint a canvas with blood instead of red paint? The only explanation I could think would be like just to try to incriminate that it could be something supernatural instead of like a, a planned thing. Yeah. And yet, and, and okay, so let's just, let's just for, for the sake of argument say, okay, sure. Maybe that's what they were thinking. Maybe they're saying it's supposed to be kind of throwing you know, throwing the detectives off of the scent, the villains trying to throw the detectives off their scent and, you know, get away with it. It's like, but then at no point does anybody really go down the avenue of like, this was something otherworldly or something supernatural True. or anything right. like that. If they had planted, you know, a weapon with the same blood that was on the canvas, or if it was, they planted a, you know, if there was some other piece of evidence that connected to that blood, then okay, maybe that would be, you know, misleading. But I just felt like it was a little unresolved. So again, I, I don't want to completely knock the, the story. Those are just my critiques as to why I, c- I really couldn't give it full points. And I feel like the ending of a mystery is supposed to be the most satisfying part because you've worked really hard as the detective to solve it. And you're you know, you're, you should get this kind of triumph at the end where you see how all of these lines that didn't make sense now make sense. And I feel like that, that kind of fell a little flat. And then the, the, the kind of villain reveal at the end, I thought was a little flat. Um, and just the way that you as the player couldn't, you couldn't figure that out on your own. And I think that's kind of key to a mystery story is that if you were paying attention, you could connect the dots. And I think that's a lot of the significance in playing a mystery game. Um, and I feel like this this game just didn't... It, it tried, it started to do really well, but then it didn't end well in that regard. So that's why I gave it one out of two points for me. Okay. 
Uh, for me, out of two points for character, story, and world, I gave it one and a half points out of two. Um, I'm actually going to talk more about the characters, I think, than the story. While I do think that the story is sort of set up very nicely and gives you a sense of like a very real world because of all the lore building and like family history that you're given, uh, the history of the islands and the tower and all of that, I, which I think is really good and, and adds a level of depth to the story building um, that you don't often see in visual novels particularly. So I appreciate that. But I really just kind of want to talk about the characters. Each character I find pretty distinct, even if I don't necessarily like some characters comparatively to others. I think generally the cast is pretty interesting. There are characters that serve different purposes. You've got a variety of humors and personalities and and that all becomes very evident and I really really like that the voice acting too I want to talk about the voice acting I really really enjoy when a game that has interestingly designed characters because all these characters are designed they've got wacky elements to them and you know they could be comical almost you know in their cartoony way but they feel like real people because I believe the voice acting is done so well that you're looking at this ridiculous man who's got hair that looks like a rooftop on his head and yet you still buy that he lives in this world and functions in this world and plays a role in this family because the voice acting has really brought him to life and gives him a lot of depth and a lot of the humor comes out in in those ways and you know you can see the different pacings of the comp comedic moments through the voice acting. And I just really think it just adds a lot of life. And I really want to commend the voice acting crew. I think the pacing of this game is overall very good. But it does depend a lot on how thorough you are through the, through the game. Um, if you are just sort of like haphazardly clicking around... Um, not really diving into all of the options that you have for conversation. I think it, the game could feel kind of droney uh, as you're wandering around trying to figure out like, who do I need to talk to about what? If you're very thorough as you go, I think the game feels like it's got more momentum. And I really like that. I also like that and I'll talk about this a little bit more too um, in mechanics, but overall I think the pacing is generally nice as long as you're playing w while paying attention, I guess I should say. The ending was open. I don't know how I feel about that. I thought about that a lot. I don't know if I love how it sort of set up for another installment in the game if they choose to do that, or if I felt a little lackluster about it because it did, I kind of mirror what you said that like it kind of feels like we didn't know how to finish. So we're going to leave it kind of vague and kind of open. And that way, if we decide to revisit the series and make another game, we could potentially continue the story or focus on another character in the family, etc., etc. So I'm still undecided about how I feel about the ending. Now, I have a different opinion. I don't... It's hard for me to describe. I don't necessarily disagree with anything you said about the ending and like the villain reveal and things like that. I don't necessarily disagree. But for me, it doesn't bother me. Um, it doesn't bother me that I couldn't figure it out. 
in fact, and I don't know if this is because I have played so many mystery games growing up, I like not being able to guess by the end most of the time. I want to be surprised. Um, I feel like there is an element of satisfaction knowing that I was outsmarted. I know that sounds really weird, but like I kind of want to be outsmarted sometimes. No, it doesn't sound weird. And I think that that's one of the biggest appeals of something like Sherlock Holmes. So my, my point is like, I don't want to figure out the game before I get to the end, but I want to be shown that if I had paid this close enough attention, I could have figured it out. Okay. And so I just felt like there weren't, there. it's like there were clues omitted so that I wouldn't figure it out rather than, and in order to be surprised. Okay. Again. I understand what you're saying. Um, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And again, I don't disagree. It's just not something that bothered me in the way that it bothered you. I liked having kind of equal incriminating evidence against anybody so that when the reveal finally happened, it literally could have been anybody. And, you know, that explanation would be given to me at that time. Do I think the monologue at the end is rather long? Yes. Uh, I do kind of wish that that had been kind of concise down or that we had been given some of that information prior to the reveal so that it is more like, okay, I'm just going to kind of tie it up with a nice bow instead of explain everything that happened behind the scenes. So I agree with that sentiment as well. Again, it's just, it's vague, but I don't dislike it. Um, and it didn't bother me. So really, my points come down to the fact that I just really think that the cast of characters is so interesting. Um, and each design is just so neat and you kind of get to see how each character has a relationship with each other and like, you know, who naturally sort of gravitates toward each other in the family, who is kind of like the outcasts of the family, different opinions about each other, um, different chemistries between different characters. I just really enjoyed that element of the storytelling. Um, and because the culmination of the characters being so interesting and the voice acting being so well done. Um, I just ended up falling in love with these characters and this family and just wanting to know more and more about them. So most that my one and a half point really comes down to just how memorable I think the cast of characters becomes. Not to mention Grimoire and Sally. I don't want to like breeze over them either, but Grimoire and Sally together are a wonderful team. They have very opposing personalities, but they work so well together and they really understand and respect each other. They're funny. They're funny and like when talking to the other characters, they bounce off of everybody really well. The conversation's always flowing really nice in this game. So just everybody from beginning to end is just a really wonderful character. And of course there are characters I like more than others, but even the characters I don't like as much as others, I think still serve the purpose in the story where they are placed. So that's why I would give it one and a half points out of two for me. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. I was trying to get, I, I didn't want to get too long winded on my category. I completely glossed over the, I didn't even read the point I made. I, I think the characters are for the amount of characters that you have to remember and keep track of, they do such a good job of making everybody so unique and distinct that it's easy to remember and keep track of. And I, I agree. I, I think they're completely well-developed and interesting and they all fit the world and their all their relationships with each other are believable. Um, so th that is another reason that I didn't, uh, I, I gave the score I gave because I did 
weigh that factor into into my score as well. So I forgot to mention that earlier, and I'm sorry. For, That's okay. <laughs> you know, jumping in there. Um, but our next category is mechanics, and um, this also has a total possible score of two. And I gave this one and a half points out of two for mechanics. Um, I really think that this game for a point and click mystery slash adventure game, this game does really well. Um, the navigation is a, takes a little bit of getting used to, I, I do think, because you don't really click on the world to travel. You can only click on the map to travel. And that does take a little getting used to if you're used to being able to like hover over a door and there's a little arrow that kind of points you into that door and you click that on the world itself. But it really is easy to get used to. Um, the way that the game kind of unfolds as you find more rooms or find more people to talk to or get more information. The mechanics of that in navigation is really good. Uh, the puzzles are done really well in this game. The puzzles are all pretty, I wouldn't say simple. They're really not simple as in easy, but they're not these overly complex puzzles that get you hung up for hours on end trying to just get to the next clue or get to the next um point in the story, um, which I really like. I, I don't like games that are supposed to be this blend of kind of mystery, visual novel, and puzzle game, and you feel like you've just spent the entire time playing the same puzzle the whole time. They balance really well. The way that they are laid out, just like spaced out in the game, I think are also done really well. Um, it feels like there's a reasonable amount of puzzles instead of an overload of puzzles or not enough puzzles. Some of the deductive puzzles, I really enjoy that they do this in the game, that when Grimoire has to ask a question, he, you have to pick what you know, different aspects of your clues to formulate the question or formulate an accusation or a suspicion, however you want to call it. And I really like that. That's really something that I haven't seen a lot in point-and-click games. Um, but I do think some of them don't make a lot of sense. It's like once you kind of scroll through the possible answers and try every one, then you'll find the right one. Maybe that last phrasing of the entire sentence is just off by a few words. And so some of them didn't seem to make a lot of logical sense in the sense that it was maybe one phrase versus another and they're really similar. Um, but again, that's not really a, a critique. It's just something that I noticed when playing. Um, I do like that you the dialogue choices are really good. I like that you can speed through the dialogue. That's something that I really appreciate in games because sometimes I read faster than the voice actor can talk. And sometimes I don't want to listen to the voice actor. I just want to I just want to read the information because I'm trying to, you know, think through the process and my brain's just working faster. So I like that. Um, the in-game hints are so well executed. This is something that's such a pet peeve of mine is when you're playing a game and you click for a hint and they don't give you one or they give or you they the whole the entire answer. answer. Yeah. And this game does such a good job of giving you hints and, and giving them to you in the right amount of dosing. Um, it's just done so, so well. Um, I love that there's Easter eggs that go, go back to the first game I have. I love that. Or maybe it's not the, technically the first game, but the, um, the second, the second yeah. game, um, which I have played and I did enjoy that game. Um, so I love that there's Easter eggs that kind of tie back to that. That's, you know, woven through the story as well, but I like that you can find them as you go. Um, the game I think is a good length. It's, 
it took me about seven hours to beat in one sitting. Um, I like that it's kind of this blend of open world versus linear. It's done really well. Um, the the two things that I, I kind of hung me up that I didn't give it full points for mechanics is the one thing that I think is, is it's difficult to integrate into games um, of this genre, but there are no consequences for wrong answers. If you pick a wrong answer or say something that's wrong or click the wrong clue, you're there's no consequence. You're pretty much Grim just, just like, what? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. like it. And I would like that if you picked the wrong dialogue or you picked the wrong clue or you deducted incorrectly, that there was some kind of repercussion for that. So you felt like there was more stakes in your decisions versus you just have to click the correct things to proceed in the visual novel. And, and I felt like there were moments where it just kind of felt like, okay, well, if I get this wrong, nothing happens. I just can't progress. And I wish that there were some consequences, however they would want it, you know, the developers would want to um, implement that as, you know, anybody's guess. But um, that's something that I think would have been more appealing in the mechanics of the game. And then the other thing kind of, I think you already mentioned this as well, Tori, the end game is pretty much all dialogue. It's all monologue and lore. Um, it's, you know, a very important part of the game and the story. Uh, but you feel like a viewer and not a player in that moment. You're just kind of passively watching this all unfold. And I wish there was some more interactivity built into that so that you could at least have a dialogue with the character or ask questions. And maybe those questions would affect whether or not the villain got away at the end, things like that, um, I think could have been implemented and would have made for a more interesting you know, the made the mechanics of the game more interesting, not just the story of the game more interesting. So overall, I think the mechanics are really, really good in this game. Um, so one and a half points out of two. Okay. Um, for me, I gave the same score. One and a half points out of two for mechanics. Um, this might not be the majority opinion, um, but it is my opinion. I like linear games. Uh, as opposed to open world ones. So story-based games that are very linear and you play in a linear sort of fashion, I prefer that sort of thing. This game is very linear. There is some difference that you, like, that you can play. You know, you can talk to the characters in different orders. You know, you, you can, you know, explore rooms in different orders. But for the most part, the story is being delivered to you in a pretty linear fashion. And I'm good with that. I think it's extremely linear when you start to find the secret rooms towards the last yes. like third of the game. It's completely <clears throat> linear. And right. I don't think that's a bad thing. And when I was playing through it, I thought that that was a good a good time to make it really linear. Yeah, I agree. I think the second half or maybe last third of a game should feel like now you're tunneling toward right. a goal um, or f funneling, tunneling, whatever. That you're you're condensing your world down to like your focused goal now. Um, and as you get toward the end of a game, you should kind of feel that tension like you are being, you're now focusing on a goal. So I think the gameplay mechanics generally reflect that as you go. I do think that this game, so I played this game on Steam, on my PC, and when Holland replayed it for the podcast, I watched for most of it, and she played it on Switch. I will say just from viewers, a viewing standpoint, it seems to be a little smoother to navigate on PC. 
especially with certain puzzles like there are some puzzles where you're trying to put things together almost like a jigsaw and it's a little smoother to move pieces around with a mouse than it is with a you know your joy cons on your switch so i do think that as far as like ease of play it's probably a little easier or smoother to play it on pc than it is on on switch but it doesn't make playing it on a switch impossible or frustrating it's just not quite it's just a little bit more cumbersome or if it was on apple arcade it probably that was like mobile gaming yeah so so that was probably like a touch a little, screen a little smoother too i want to talk about what you were saying about the deduction statement puzzles they are kind of silly and sometimes it's like you don't have the clues before you form the sentence it's like you get the clue by forming the sentence and it feels counterintuitive to what you're doing. So you're kind of just like, uh, maybe this is it. And then you get it right and you learn that fact at the time. And so it, it does feel a little like cumbersome and it, like it doesn't naturally flow like that as far as gathering the intel, if you will. The puzzles are fairly contained. Um, there, I can only think of a couple puzzles that involved solving another puzzle first in the spans of like exploring the house as a whole. Um, but most puzzles you can just walk up to and solve right away without having like to do other things before that. And I kind of like that. Um, I like that you can just walk up to, you know, the, the egg up in Flora's tower and be like, I'm going to solve this right now and solve it. Or you could save it till the end and do it toward the end. And like, that's, that's fine. You don't necessarily need anything else for that puzzle. So it's fairly, fairly contained. It's fairly quick. All of the puzzles are, I would not say the puzzles are easy, but I would say that I appreciate that you don't need to like put the puzzle down and go research about whatever and then come back. You have all the knowledge you need as well as the skills you need to take care of every puzzle pretty much. There are a couple exceptions to this, but they also serve story points, those puzzles that you do need something prior. So I'm fine with that. And I think that they move the plot along when they're supposed to. The And the puzzle difficulty really isn't high, which I think is good. I don't think a, a game has to have difficult puzzles to be good. The puzzles don't have to be making you tear your hair out in frustration to still be a clever and well put together puzzle that's creative and makes you think for five minutes. So I appreciate that there was no puzzle in this game where I felt like there's no way I can do this. You know, or, oh my gosh, I'm tired of having to do this over and over and over or whatever. Yeah, or you have to, like, Google a walkthrough to solve it. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, I also appreciate that overall it's not difficult to navigate through this game. It is a little, I consider this a little bit more visual novel and a little less point and click. And that's mostly just because of how you move around. You are given one picture of a room and you can't like move about that room. You can just kind of look within the picture you're given. And then when you leave that room, you are brought to a overall map where you can then choose to move to whatever you want to on that map. It's, so it's not really not difficult to navigate, but if you're going into this game thinking that this is going to be sort of like a point and click exploratory game, that's really not what you're getting. This is gonna be much more like visual novel style navigation. And my only other note is that one thing I wish was different about this game, and there are not many things I wish was different about this game, but one thing is 
is that once you've played this game once, the replayability of it is not super high. It's not because it's not an enjoyable game, but it's because there's no difference when you go to replay it. You're going to get the same sort of thing each time. And yes, that can be said for any mystery game. I understand that, but in a visual novel style mystery game, you're going to be having the same dialogue. You're going to be watching, you know, the same animations from your characters over and over and over. You're going to be doing the same tiny puzzles over and over. And it's not like the ending is going to change. So unfortunately, I do think that replayability is not exactly where this game shines mechanically. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, a downfall. It just means once you've completed it, that's it. There's no going back for awards. There's no 100% completion. There, there's nothing like that. So if you're looking for something like that, you will not find it in this game. Um, so all of that to say, uh, one and a half points out of two for mechanics for me. Okay. Uh, next category is aesthetics. Out of a possible score of two, I give this full points for aesthetics. I think this is a visually beautiful game. The animation um, is just done really well and it clearly has its own style. And I think that's just something that's kind of difficult to identify in a lot of games because I feel like a lot of games use kind of these general either realism or they're, if they're animated, the animation style is kind of like a nod to a Disney aesthetic or the Cal Arts aesthetic or, you know, even like Gravity Falls, which kind of falls into that Cal Arts aesthetic, I guess. Um, so a lot of games that are animated, I think, move towards a style that already exists. And I think this game really has its own unique style. The... Um, the animation when they retell events and they're the little notebook, the notebook style, I think that's really cute and done really well. It's nice and refreshing. You are easily visually told this is a retelling of a story. It's not, you're not watching a flashback or a flashback cutscene. You're watching, you know, somebody drawing out a retelling. Um, it's just really clever there. The... You know, I, I didn't take points off because I felt like it wasn't, I kind of already touched on the fact that there really aren't any cutscenes and the kind of the reading when the game opens, you know, kind of already touched on that. I thought about putting that under aesthetics, but I really don't think it applies. I think it really more applies to the, the story and the world building. Um, the game is clearly designed by artists. And I think that's just very well reflected. The background scenes are, are great. The aesthetics of the, the room you're standing in or the garden or the rooftop garden or the, um, the front door even is just all really intricately designed. And yet it all feels organic to the world that they've built. Um, things that are far away seem far away, but they don't change in quality or change in um, visual symmetry, you know, in the sense that it looks like the same aesthetic style that's just farther away. Um, I, I don't particularly have any, you know, am for or against it, but a lot of animation styles you'll see where everything in the foreground is cartoony and everything, or the characters are all just very cartoony and stylized and all of the backgrounds and, you know, distance visuals are all, you know, more realism. So they're like either watercolor painted or things like that. Um, and I like that all of this is really cohesively fits its own style. There's only one part, and I didn't take points off of it because I don't think it deserved like 
taking points off for this. There's this weird switch to CGI and 3D at the end credits. Mm -hmm. It's like all of a sudden the game switches from this really nice, you know, 2D style. And now all of a sudden it's 3D. And I just, that felt kind of jarring to me. I don't know why they made that decision, but it was clearly a creative decision that they made. So I don't, I can't really take points off because visually it's not unappealing. I just think it was a weird choice. And I'd be interested to know why, you know, that choice was kind of made. Um, But I like that this game feels like an artist designed this game and was very passionate about developing the style and making sure all the characters look cohesively like they're from the same family. And even the like physical traits of the different characters match if they're family members and they, if they're not family members, they don't, you know, they look like they're from two separate families, yet they still look like they're in the same world. Um, And then Grimoire and Sally look like, you know, they're individuals who are independent of these two families. So it's not like they're all just a copy paste Uh, visual version of each other they all have their own style um, and height differences and different kind of exaggerated features and I just think that's just done really really well also the score is really good in this game I do want to touch on that a little bit Um, every character has like their own theme that plays Um, the even something as simple as when you have to play a cassette tape or you're listening to somebody play you know an instrument it makes its own sound um, and it sounds like it, it, it's just beautiful. It sounds really beautiful. And it doesn't sound like some canned oh sample track. It's not just some sample track that's somebody pulled off of their iMovie. It, it really all sounds composed and it's just done very, very well and very thoughtfully. Um, so I did want to touch on that as well. Um, I don't have a lot more to say than that. I just think it's just done really well of the kind of independent-ish video games that are developed, this this one does a really good job. So aesthetically, uh, two out of two. Okay. Uh, for me, I also gave it two out of two points aesthetically. Um, yes, I want to talk about the music. The music is so good. And it consistently gets playtime in my Spotify playlist. So huge shout out to Raphael Benjamin Meyer for the original soundtrack for this game, because it is incredible. And I love that each character has their own theme. And then you have all of these themes based on different rooms as well. And kind of as you get toward the end of the mystery, things start to get a little more tense. And like, you've got creepy, spooky elements to things. But it's, it's also in a weird way, like, calming like it's just it's a wonderful culmination of like different feelings invoked in the score um and it's just so good it's just so so good i think the overall mood of this game is to be commended as well it has a serious tone to it it has these solemn and somber moments while not feeling too heavy because there's a nice levity that's also balanced in the mood of this game So, but while you have good balance, you also have really good consistency through the whole game um, with this consistent, mysterious vibe. Um, I don't know because I've never played this game as a child. I've only ever been an adult since it's been out. I wonder what like 10 year old me would have thought of this game and if it would have felt spooky to me or not. As an adult, there are moments where I'm like, oh, okay, like 
something creepy's going on, but never to a point where I felt any sort of like fear or worry. But I wonder like what 10 year old me would have thought about it. Like, I wish there was a way for me to like take this game back in time and be like, play this and tell me what I think about it. Yeah, because it is a murder mystery game. Like that's a, that's a, that could be a heavy, dark plot. And then when you find out that the murderer is probably a family member, like that could have gone, they could have made this a very dark game, a very sinister, spooky mm -hmm. vibe. And it doesn't have that vibe. Right. But it's still appropriate for the content. Yeah. And, and and I think that balance had to be difficult to find. Um, and yet they pull it off so well, just aesthetically, you even things like the color palettes and stuff in the locations with each character, even outside in the gardens and things like that. There's these lovely color palettes that make you feel like things are not quite right or quite normal, but they're also not all the way to unsafe, but there also could be something lurking. Like there's just this constant shift of like, safe and a little on edge and safe and a little on edge and however they enacted that is just so well i don't know how difficult that balance was to find or if it was just something that sort of naturally happened uh through the development but it's something that i have noticed since the first time i played this game and have really appreciated um and i also want to talk about like the old film effect that's given to the statements that you get from each character and they do sort of like the little notebook style sprites or whatever and they put like this old film effect over it and it's just cute and kind of whimsical even though in reality you're like this is your official statement in regards to a murder so you would think that it would feel like really dark and serious and like you a know, noir theme right kind of. and, and so that's like what you expect and then you get like these cutesy little sprites and um but it somehow still works and it's fun and you get to take all of that information and then later when you get the statements from every character you get to go back and kind of discuss it over with sally and then you compare stories from everybody and it lays out and so you get to see sort of the the layering of everybody's stories together in this little sprite, like, notebook setup. And it's just cute and fun and, like, smart. And it's a nice way to, like, recap everything because you do get a ton of information in this game. So having these nice little aesthetic moments, like, to sort of remind you what you've learned or, like, remind you what you've been told, especially if you put this game down and come back to it later, it's going to be hard for you to remember everything that you've learned. So I, I like moments like that they're practical but they also look nice they fit well you know you get these nice musical pieces and i love that different characters i, I mean I, I mentioned this before but like different characters having different themes and they all fit that character so nicely you know you kind of have these sort of more um heavy tones um, when talking to like Poppy, for instance, and then you even get a few like piano bits uh, when she talks to you about different characters. And then you have, you know, like somebody like Fifi, who has like almost like an Irish sort of sound to her theme. And um, it's just so nice. It's just so nice to have different themes that fit the character so well and are all very different from each other, but there's still a sort of synergy amongst them all. And I know I'm talking about the music a lot, but it's just because I really think it's so good. 
So even if you never play this game, please go look up the Tangled Tower soundtrack on like YouTube or Spotify or something and listen to it because it's wonderful. And that concludes my aesthetics talk of <laughs> do how to do points. That's a good conclusion. All right. So next category, as always, personal taste and preference. Out of a total possible score of two, I gave this half a point. And I mean... Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. I knew Tori was not going to be happy with that. I have to preface this by saying I do very much enjoy mystery games. I I really like the genre. I like mystery as a genre as a whole. Uh, I think I decided when I was like seven years old, maybe even younger, that I was going to grow up and be a private detective like Sherlock Holmes. That, that was my job. That was what I was going to be when I grew up because I just loved it so much. I just thought it was such a cool thing is try and solve mysteries. And I didn't have any mysteries when I was seven. So that dream died. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say comparing my first playthrough to my second playthrough, which my second playthrough was just preparing for this podcast. I did enjoy it better the second time I played it. Um, I think it was because I wasn't expecting what originally disappointed me in the first time I played this game, which is kind of what I already touched on in our very first category. Um, so the second was much more enjoyable, but the bottom line for me is that there are aspects of the mystery you have no way of figuring out on your own, uh, which to me makes the twist and the culprit at the end just feel unsatisfying. And it makes me as a player feel like I was just a passive aspect to the game. Like I was watching a movie or just playing a visual novel and that my decisions and efforts in trying to solve this mystery were really pointless because at the end of the day, I didn't solve the mystery and I couldn't have solved the mystery. I just made my way through the game and the villain told me all this stuff that I had no way of knowing until I got to the very end. And to me, that's just an unsatisfying game to me. Um, I, if you're familiar with Sherlock Holmes as a, as a genre or, you know, whether the films or the books or the TV shows or, you know, the number, number of iterations that that character has had, the thing that I always enjoyed about Sherlock Holmes is that you have no idea. At the end of the story... Sherlock Holmes is the great detective. He's the one that figured it out. You were just along for the ride as clueless as, as Dr. Watson. And But if you were to flip back and reread it, you would find every clue was there. And Sherlock saw every clue and you could have seen every clue that was there. But you didn't because you're not Sherlock Holmes. And so that's the thing that I was hoping would occur in this game. And it was almost like the exact opposite would occur, happened in this game. So that's why I only gave it half a point out of two. I really don't think it's a bad game. It's just not the kind of mystery game for me. Um, so again, I know there's a lot of fans of this game. It's done well. I really can't discredit the game at all. And this isn't in any way me, you know, bashing the efforts of the creators and, and the work that they put into this game. It's just not the kind of mystery game that appeals to me. So half a point out of two for me. Okay. Um, for me, uh, out of two points for personal taste and preference, I gave it full points. 
I love this game. I adore this game. I think about this game all the time. I watch people play this game on Twitch. People I don't even know. I'll just be like, oh, someone's playing Tank Tower. I'll just pop in and just watch. I've watched lots of playthroughs. I, I listen to the music all the time. I it, This game just makes me happy and it scratches like the mystery itch that I get sometimes, especially since my favorite mystery series has not given us a game in like 10 years. But, um, and, and for the record, I know this is not a complicated game, but I don't really think it needs to be. I'm not looking for something super like crazy and, and hard to figure out and so layered that like, wow, you have to be a genius to like explain this to me. I just think it's a good game that is done well and has wonderful elements to it and makes me feel comfy when I watch and or play it. So I don't really have much else to say other than I really like it. And so I gave it full two out of two points. Alrighty. So this next category is creativity, total possible score of two. I went back and forth on this a lot, actually, because I had to kind of step back and ignore all of the prior categories and and my personal taste and just really kind of step back and say, what does this game do creatively? How does it impact the creativity evaluation? And overall, it doesn't feel like this game does something unique for the genre of point and click mystery games. Even the aspect of having lore across multiple games isn't new to the video game genre. But this game does have a really unique art style and the heart of the creators is so evident. Uh, I really turned a corner on my opinion on creativity when I was finished the game and you can go back and look at the concept art and the extent of that concept art with this detailed written commentary about all this art is just phenomenal. You can really see the heart of the creators in this game. I mean, they just, they love their work and it's a piece of them. And just the fact that they included that concept art and their little commentary on how they designed this room versus the other room, how they designed this character. Why does Professor Pointer's hair, is it supposed to look like a roof or a book? They answer that question in their commentary. I read every single one. I read all of the commentary that they left and I enjoyed it because you could just see their passion so evident in that. And although as a video game genre, video games as a whole, I don't think it makes a significant impact. I do think it merits one out of two points for creativity. Um, it's just that passion that the, the artists and the designers artists slash designers put into that little bonus aspect. It just, it really shows that everything really was well thought through aesthetically and they had intention with all of those aspects of it. So half point out of two, or excuse me, one out of two points, half credit for creativity. Okay. And for me, I gave it one out of two points for creativity as well. Um, I think that, like you said, the art of this game is really where the creativity just shines in every single aspect. Like you said, everything was very intentional. Everything was designed the way it was meant to be to connect to everything else, how the designers intended that for, for that to be. Um, and just the way that that's so consistent is really to be commended. But I did not give it full points because other than the art, 
this game really does follow just the basic visual novel rules. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, it just doesn't lend itself, I think, to full creativity points because you are watching dialogue, picking an option, showing, you know, walking to this room, having another conversation, walking to another room, having another conversation. So that's how a visual novel is supposed to go. So it is indicative of the, of the genre, but that doesn't make it more creative than any other visual novel. Um, but I don't want to diminish the art um, and the thought that was put into building the world through the artistic view of the creators. So that's why I also gave it one out of two points. Alrighty. So my final score for Tangle Tower is six out of 10. Okay. And mine is eight out of 10, which I figured would happen. I figured my score was going to be uh, higher than yours, but I actually anticipated my score was going to be higher than eight because I how much I gush about this game. So I was surprised that I I only got it to eight. Yeah, but I think that it, a six out of ten for me is pretty accurate because I I think that in general this game is a good game. It's just not a good mystery game. I think that it's a good you know visual novel. It's a good game. It's really pretty. It's nice to look at. The music's great. But just as a mystery game, it's not top tier. So six out of ten. Okay. I think, I think that's why it earned that. Fair enough. Are you ready for some lightning round? I am. Okay. Question one. Favorite character? Hmm. Or characters? I think... Hmm. I think Sally is my favorite character. Especially because I, pl- I did play uh, the first... It's not the first Detective Grimoire game. The I think second it's one. Secret the of the second. Swamp. Yeah. I actually never... Don't even know what the first one is. But... The, the first one was just a Flash game. It is available online, but I've never played it. Oh, okay. So the uh, predecessor to this game I have played. And I liked Sally as a character in that game too. And I do like that she makes a, an appearance in this game as mm-hmm. well. Uh, my favorite character... Uh, changes sometimes, but I think it's probably between Fifi and Fitz. I just find them both really interesting. But Sally is also a contender because I just think she's so funny. Uh, do you have a least favorite character? Um, I think Hawkshaw probably would be my least favorite character. I think she's super boring and she's like a red herring through the whole game until she's not. And I just really don't like that. And I feel like they made her wear red on purpose because she's a red herring. Um, But then they're like, oh, just kidding. She's not a red herring. And I think it's kind of lame that like she, even though it's a disguise, that she's like the one new person to just come on the scene is the person that's guilty. I just, I don't like that. I just don't like her. I, I think that it would have been a more compelling story if Hawkshaw didn't even exist. Because you could have kept everything the same and just take Hawkshaw. I just think she's useless. She's such a useless character. You'd have taken her completely out and she, the whole story would be the same. Just like put the little telescopy thing that's in in her bag, Penny's room or whatever. Like put it somewhere else and just get okay. rid of Hawkshaw. I'm an anti-Hawkshaw. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> um, my least favorite character is probably Flora. 
because she don't say nothing. She's but you still have to show her all the things and have all the conversations with her while she just stands there and looks at you. And I'm like, please, please contribute. She's kind of a boss, though, for not saying anything. I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it just makes my uh, interactions with her feel longer because I'm just like, I just have to get through it. Yeah. But it's basically just Grimoire and Sally talking to themselves in front of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, next question. Do you have a favorite location or room? Um, I'm trying to remember all of them. Hold on. Like, just one that I I think looks cool or... However you want to... I like the, the secret room you find that has, like, the animal heads on the wall and that that room. Yeah. Is that room called something? I sure it is, but I don't remember yeah. what it's called. Secret room? Yeah, it's I don't the know. secret room, but it's not the one that's in the big... That's not the one that's underwater. Right. It's the other one. That's, like, underneath the foyer. Yeah. 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 Um, my favorite, probably that one. My favorite room is probably, like, the rooftop garden. I think that's really neat. Um, why it's built there, I don't know. But it's cool, <laughs> and I like it up there. Um, okay, next question. Do you think you would enjoy this game more or less if it was a different genre of game? Like, if it was delivered or repackaged as something else? Like an action game or something like that? Or do you think that it wouldn't have the same effect? I mean, would it still be a mystery? Sure. But it would be, what, like an action mystery game? How does that work? I don't know. Is this a dumb question? <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm not sure how... I don't know. That's that's a tough question because I feel like it's very heavy in the mystery genre well let's say that like like a murder mystery let's say the story was generally the same but it was delivered with like an assassin's creed skin where it's more open world you're walking around you discover parts of the mystery as you go yeah i get yeah maybe do you think you would enjoy it more or less well i guess i think for me it would still hinge on the fact like are can i figure it out at the end like, can I figure out the clues? So it wouldn't affect your opinion, really? Yeah, not really. I think that I think that's, for a mystery, That that's kind of the linchpin in it for okay. me. So. so it's not so much the mechanics of the game. No, I really the... enjoy the mechanics, and I like the aesthetics, and the, I mean, all of it. I just, you know, the fact that they, I felt like I was swindled out of my <laughs> time trying to figure out the mystery. I think I would like this game less if it was a different genre, and I think it's just because I like visual novels in general i don't think it i think maybe that's the problem is that i you keep calling it a visual novel and i keep calling it a point and click mystery game yeah and if it's not a point and click mystery game and it is a visual novel it's not marketed as that you know is it not i don't think so i think on like the nintendo like eShop, it's labeled as a visual novel i don't know i guess i just don't feel like visual novels have puzzles and clues you're finding and things like that it's labeled as an adventure puzzle game see? so it's not labeled as a point and click or a visual novel interesting yeah see well then there you go um okay i know you've kind of talked about this a little bit we both kind of have but is there anything specific that you would change in this game yeah i think that i would have put like i think that a lot of the issues I have with this game could be resolved 
if they just put evidence of Hawkshaw's costume in um, Penny's room. And so that you found, maybe you, maybe you only found like a piece of red cloth or you only found like, you know, so if you found something in Penny's room that either incriminated her against the crime as a whole or you found a piece of Hawkshaw's garb. Mm-hmm. Because Hawkshaw seems guilty when she lies about the, the little telescope and you find out the telescope thing went, goes to the crossbow that you find out is the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, So that all incriminates Hawkshaw, but nothing Doesn't incriminates... Doesn't connect her to Penny. Right. There's no connection between Hawkshaw and Penny. And I feel like a lot of the issue I have with this game could have connected Penny to the to Hawkshaw if they just had some clue in Penny's room. And I'm going to feel really stupid if there actually is something in Penny's room and I've just played this game very thoroughly twice and have not found it because I feel like that's either shame on me or shame on them because, you know, I... Tangle Tower experts, let us know. I know. Let us know if because we I I played really really thoroughly to try and figure out. Okay, did I just not play smart enough last time? Did I miss something? And the only thing I think somebody mentioned at one point. I don't know if it was you or or if I, you know, if somebody somewhere I heard that like oh well Penny talks says something about or there's some inference that her room her bedroom wall gets really hot. Because it's next to the furnace, which is in the secret room. So that maybe that's how she had access to the secret room. Because, or how she knew about the secret room. And you find pieces of red fabric in the secret room. And so if it's next to Penny's room, then maybe that is is the connection. And I just think that's weak. I think that's too weak. There's no way you could connect that. As like, oh, well, her wall gets hot. Well, yeah, I mean, my wall gets, my window gets hot in the summer when the sun's shining on it. But that doesn't mean I'm out in the yard all the time on that side of the room. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's not a, that's not a strong enough connection if that is the only connection. So Tangle Tower experts, you can, you can write us, (laughs) write us and let us know. Yes, please let us know. Prove me wrong. Um, I think the only thing I would really change is, um, I would... Uh, condense the final monologue into something a little more concise um, and or gave us some of that information earlier on in the game um, so that we could connect it. I thought of something else. I feel like this game, another thing that I dislike in this game is I feel like you are forced to show every object to every person and that is so exhausting I don't mind it at all. I just, I, I don't want to hear a character dialogue about every, your inventory is so huge though. Yeah. And so I would condense that to make it to where like, if they're going to, if Grimoire's not going to let you say the wrong thing, he could not let you show an object to somebody that doesn't need to see it. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Last question. Um, do you think... Did you enjoy it better playing it on PC or on Switch? I think it was about the same. Um, I don't have a PC. Um, I have a Mac, so that I'm limited in Steam. But I think I played it on your computer, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't play. I didn't get it from Apple's store or anything like that. Um, so convenience-wise, I, I do have a Nintendo Switch, so I liked playing it on that. Um, but 
I do think some of the mechanics are a little easier on PC, but I really didn't mind playing it on the Switch. Okay. I myself prefer, I think, computer, so I would just go back to that for a replay. Um, okay. Uh, any final thoughts? No. Okay. Well, then thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We look forward to having you back. Make sure you're following our social medias. We have Twitter at Lion and Mouse Pod and Instagram at Lion and Mouse Podcast. Our website is lionandmousepodcast.com, where you can also find our rules of engagement, notes from each episode, and a suggestion box where you can tell us what you want us to review. Uh, do that so that we don't have to think as hard. <laughs> you can also support us on Patreon and receive gifts, exclusive content for that support. And of course, if you uh, would like to give us a review on your podcast platform of choice, that would be really helpful for us so that we can improve things that maybe we aren't aware of, um, or you can just make us feel good. Thank you so much for listening, of course, and we will catch you in the next one.